clap for them as well. They are also... I'm trying to localize what, where that... That feels like a force field of one person who is nailing the fuck out of their audience behavior. It's you? You're being pointed to? Yeah? Are you having a... What's, how, what's happening for you? You're my biggest fan. I love when I'm at house. Great. Thank you so much. I'm so excited that you're here. Um... It's, I'm a normal person. <laughs> I don't want you to feel like I didn't put some peanut butter on a weird cracker that was like, it's like a wasa crack. It's a weird cracker. It's like a low glycemic index cracker that my fiance, her ex, is diabetic, so she got into these particular kind of crackers, and then we have them at the house, and so I don't want you to feel like I'm not, you know, a guy just like you. Puts peanut butter on a cracker, drizzles a couple raisins, and then that's lunch. You know, I don't want you to think that that's not my life. I also have a wonderful co-host on the show. Her name's Rhea Butcher. She's going to come out right now. Hey. Hey, little bud. Yeah, weird oh, crackers. there's a secret also, because I was talking about my fiancé then you're a co-host on this show. Yes. But she's a secret double agent because she's also that fiancé. What? (laughs) That's me. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, yep, yep. Double agent. There was two of us. We were like, let's just get, let's just do it. You know what I mean? (laughs) Tig was busy. (laughs) That's a little funny. Um... How are you doing? I'm pretty good. How are you doing? So weird. I'm in the weirdest mood. Yeah, couldn't be in a weirder mood. mood. Yeah, I couldn't get my, I couldn't get my pants on at all. No, not at all. I just was like, well, you know, for a long. Does anyone ever have that day where you're just like, I can't even imagine how those are going to go on here. (laughs) Has that ever happened to you guys? I had a wonderful weekend though. Did you? You were gone for part of the weekend. I, I was gone weekend. for part of the weekend. Um, where were you? Thanks. Where were you? <laughs> I was in Winnipeg. What if I didn't know? Yeah. <laughs> Where'd you where go? were you? <laughs> I didn't see you all You've weekend. You've been gone for... You were... The, what if that's... What if you never came home for three, four days? And then I just and introduced you. And then I just showed you, up on the hoping show. Hoping you were behind <laughs> the curtain, but you were because you're a professional. Right. Yeah. Where were you? Uh, I was in Winnipeg, Canada. How's that? Weird. <laughs> Why is Winnipeg weird? Oh, it's just like a Midwestern Canadian town. There's Interesting. Like okay. not very many things there. Mm-hmm. Like when I was landing, I where said... Where is the stuff in Canada? Where is the stuff in Canada? Because well, you were like... Because you were like, there's not that many things there. But then I thought of the other place I've been in Canada. I'm like, where's the actual stuff? You know what I mean? 
I mean, I think the stuff in Canada is in America. Oh! Oh! Oh, shit! Canada burn! They need to be taken down to Winnipeg Man. once or twice now, don't they? You know? Oh, that was really good. Thank you. I was going to be like, shit, you know, we got all their fucking guns. Am I right? And that's sad, actually. It's terrible. <laughs> should give those back. They're a better country than us in a lot of ways. You know what? There's so many ways. You know, they're worse in one way. What way? The name of their hospital in Toronto. I was on the phone with a gentleman who lived in Toronto who was interviewing me, because don't worry about it. And <laughs> he was like, when you're, when you're in a local place, do you, like, talk about the place? And I was like... He didn't say... That's a weird question. <laughs> when you're in a local place, do you talk about the place? Was he, like, a shitty rapper? He was a... He was a... <laughs> in a McDonald's commercial in the 80s selling a Happy Meal. Doesn't that sound like... And he's like, and now kick it to Grimace! Like, doesn't that sound like that would be... Um, and I was like, yeah, I think that's fun sometimes. And I was like, you know, you guys have a weird thing in Toronto, and that is the name of your hospital, because the name of the children's hospital in Toronto is Sick Kids. <laughs> That's the name of it. Sick kids? Sick kids. Sick kids. Sick, two words, sick, sick kids. kids. And there's a huge, you know how hospitals have big old signs? <laughs> so you can see where that hospital is? Well, it's like a skyscraper type hospital. On the top of it, it just says sick kids, like in Scientology. Does it have like an arrow? Font? Like an arrow pointing down? Yeah. Well, I keep sick thinking about like, here. what if... What a, what a what fucking asshole was like, that's the name of this hospital. Because there's got to, there's, listen, I understand some kids are very young, but there's also kids that can read. Yeah. Yeah. You think you're just like, oh, mom, where are we going? Well, in here. And I hate to break it to you, but look up, you know? It sounds like a really disgruntled, like, city planner that was having a really shitty day that was like, hospital, sick kids, cemetery, dead people. Or it sounds like a, or it sounds like a skateboarding. Uh, Freud? Where he's like, sick kids! Shut up. <laughs> when you're in a local place, do you talk about the place? <laughs> he always says that. Just like that. That's skateboarding Freud. That's our new character. <laughs> skateboarding Freud. <laughs> Every time he always he's like, my mother! <laughs> I was going to do that, but I was going to do it with a nose bone. Mm, but same nose joke. Bone. Um, that would have been better. Yeah, so... Um, you were in Winnipeg. There was not too much there? No. When I was flying there, I was landing, and the woman in my row, we didn't talk to each other the whole flight until we got on the ground. And then she was like, so why are you here? <laughs> <laughs> and I told her I was there for a comedy festival. And then I was like, oh, so, because uh, she, she said she was <laughs> from Winnipeg, like born and raised. And uh, I was like, oh, so uh, is there anything that, like one thing that I should see in Winnipeg before I leave? Like, what's the one thing? Is there one thing I should see? And she thought for a minute. She said, no. <laughs> That's my kind of town. Yeah. Nothing. I can't think of a thing. Just get mm -hmm. in, get out. I can't think of a don't thing. Don't look at a goddamn thing. I can't think of a thing. How don't, French don't waste your time with it. Yo, how French is that place? Super French. Not it's as very French. Weird. Not as French as Montreal. <laughs> Excuse me? Montreal! Eh <laughs> oui! It's very French, though. I took high school French, so then I was like, mm, I'll be fine if I go to Montreal. And then I was not. <laughs> you were not. I just bought 20 Cliff Bars. That's all I ate for a week because I couldn't figure out how to ask for anything. 
Sestun Cliff. Plus, their money has a window. Yeah, it has a window. In it, they have dollars that are not called that. Are they? They yeah. might be. It's know. a bill. It's made of paper. I mean, their dollars are like loons, and then the other ones are plumes. Oh wait, this is amazing. Do you know this? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know one? Wait, what is one equivalent to a penny called? Is called okay. <laughs> a penny. <laughs> so the smallest denomination of change. Yeah, it's uh, like a loony. Is it loony? Yeah. Or like a maybe a denomination of change because there might be smaller. I don't know. Sure. But I'm gonna get out of you. Know, of <laughs> but do you know what is two times as much money as a loony? It's a toonie. It's a toonie. <laughs> and then I was like, I was on stage the last time I was in Canada, just like basically screaming about this for an hour and a half, just like a loony. And then you're kidding me, like, and then a toonie is two times X. Of a loony like your kid, and then they were just like, "That's not even how it's spelled." I'm like, "You guys don't know how to f- have fun. You're, you're terrible." If I lived in Canada, I think what I would do as a job is I would sell tunics for tunies. <laughs> but I just mean if we had if we had a quarter and then a twarter, I would laugh about that all day. What are those fucking idiots doing? Would that be a fifty cent piece? Is that what you're? So fifty cent would be a tiny. Yeah, 50 Cent, the rapper, should also be called as Twarter. Twarter. (laughs) You guys, that's really funny. It's also a direction you can walk. Twarter. Shut up. I'm having a funny... You're having a hard day. But then I was at home over the weekend, and who was here? My oldest friend. Your best friend. In the whole world. From childhood. She is somebody I've known since I was nine. I'm 33. That's 24 years. Great Does job. anyone have a friend that they've had in their life for that long? Like, that they've known? Other... Is that the friend? You are here, even? You're here together, even? They're <sighs> oh. <laughs> tortured. Oh. How long have you known each other, pals? Four and five. Four and five? And who's that older bitch? <laughs> How old are you now? 22. 22. Somehow seems even younger than four and five. <laughs> I don't know why that's true. Sick kids. <laughs> and you guys, have you, have you remained close that whole time? Kind of. Yeah, I mean... Oh. No, that's okay. I, hey, let Listen! <laughs> My buddy and the buddy that I had in town, we haven't always been like, we're not like best of close friends, but we went to grade school, high school, and college together. And we went to grade school down the street from where we lived, but then we went to high school an hour away. And then we went to college in Boston, and we're from Chicago. And she's actually the only person that's ever done, that's been at all those three places for me, uh, with me. And so it's amazing, because I could name anybody from the entirety of my life, and we could be like, so have you seen that person's Facebook page? You know what I mean? Like just literally name anybody. And it was amazing because I, it was like very cool to have that much reference material. <laughs> we found out a really cool fact. What's that fact? So when I was a kid, the, there was a girl that I was friends with and she was extremely on her own vibe. Okay. 100% of the way. Just doing her own thing. Let me explain to you. She... When we were in fourth grade, cicadas were going to come back to Chicago 
They were all the rage. (laughs) (laughs) They were playing Soldier Field. That shit sold out overnight! Sick ids! Um... Because cicadas come in full force. They, they like, there's like a couple little cicadas every year, but then yeah. every 17 years, they are, it's like a plague from the Bible. Sure. <laughs> and they cover your whole body for the whole summer. Ugh. It's not okay. I mean, no. yeah, when you did that with your face, that's exactly right. Like, oh. it's the worst. Actually, the previous girlfriend that I had, that sometimes I'm like, oh, that kid was pretty hot. Just so you know, one time a cicada landed on me right after I had surgery and she fucking left me. So thank you for being the one I ended up with. You're welcome. Um, But yeah, so cicadas came when we were in fourth grade. It was the 17th year. And this kid, the whole year at school, wore... Now, we had a school uniform. We went to Catholic school. We had a Catholic school uniform, a plaid. She wore, in her backpack, she would carry uh, a homemade cicada costume (laughs) with... Here are the things it had with it. Wings. Not from the store. Homemade wings. Homemade wings. And a little hat that was like a paper plate. She painted the paper plate black, and then she put two little red ping pong balls. Wow. That she, for eyes, and then okay. it had a little string under the neck, and then she would just wear that like at recess or whatever. Oh. Like in between when she was like, you can't hold me down to this uniform. I'm outside. Yeah. I'm a damn bug. Yeah. She was such a bug all the time. <laughs> And All-time her mom and dad, she was so into it that her mom and dad changed their license plates. They got vanity plates that said Cicada 1 and Cicada 2. Oh, dear Lord. I'm not kidding you. And then when it happened over the summer that they all came, she caught them all. And then she put them in a little cage in her house. And then I had a birthday party. Now, this is how you know I'm a warm-hearted soul. I still fucking invited her to that birthday party. We were friends. <laughs> Even if she had a Cicada hat, I was still like, get in here. <laughs> So she came to my birthday party, which is in October. She had all summer, like, living her dreams, wearing a bug costume, being with the bugs. She came to my birthday party. And all, it was a costume party, which was perfect. (laughs) But also, I was a weird kid. Like, she was, so all of my friends were, it was, everybody was gems. There was one cat. Everybody else was, oh, you're so young. You don't know what that is. Yeah. It was a Barbie, but she was big and she fought crime. Um, Yeah. yeah, With her guitar. Yeah, she did. So all of them were like Barbies. There was one, um, I was a bloody pirate. Sure. Because I painted a beard up to my eyes. (laughs) And you were on your period. I was a lesbian. Yeah, I didn't know what I was. Um, So I was just like, is this help anything? That was the one... Halloween when I was a child that I wasn't Charlie Chaplin. So, <laughs> shit was rough. Um, but I was a bloody pirate. Then Chris... Oh, that's not her name. Uh, her name. She doesn't have a name at all. She showed up. <laughs> she showed up in the bug costume and she was like, you guys, I spent the whole summer and I composed a song. Oh my God. And my parents had a piano and she was like, if you guys wouldn't mind, I'd like to play this song for you. And I... I still know the words to this song. <laughs> this is how formative this was in my life. Here, and I know the melody. This is oh how it God. goes. Ready? Yep. After 17 years, they emerge from the soil. <laughs> there are other words after that, but sure. my point is think about being in grade school. Like, she was hanging herself out to dry you know just like oh oh what am I I'm the bug kid <laughs> all the way I just imagine her like kicking the stool back yeah and, like, <laughs> but she's got long wings uh-huh. like long wings like 
Like doing nails. <laughs> so this weekend, when my buddy from childhood was here, we were like, whatever happened to that chick? Because I, like, I have worried for her. Sure. I have loved her in my heart ever since. So what's she doing now? We looked her up. She is, like, a high-level cosplay individual. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? She goes to conventions. She wears, like, duct tape bras. She's got a hot bod. And she knew what she was the whole fucking time. She nailed it. That's what's amazing about this story. Yeah. Yeah. That is one sick kid. She wasn't actually hanging herself out to dry. She was just like, no, you guys, in the future, this will actually be a thing. People will do this. Nobody's doing this now, but in the, there was one picture of her. She's got fucking butterfly wings on. You know, sick, sick tits, which is the rival hospital. Sure. For breast cancer. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. And she's just like, oh, here I is, you know? Sure. She knew, she knew what she was the she whole time. She knew what she was the whole time. I didn't even identify myself when I was like a pirate. I wasn't yeah. ever just like, yeah, I guess I want to fuck women. I was just yeah. like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm a bloody pirate. The cicada was coming she from was, inside the house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool kid, cool kid. Turned out just fine. Guys, that's Rio Butcher. That's Cameron Esposito. <laughs> Hey, we got an awesome show. Uh, this next gentleman, he was on tour, I believe, with Warped Tour all summer. Holy crap. Can't wait to know more about that experience. Also, he's an amazing L.A. comic who we love. Let's hear it right now for Eli Olsberg. Guys, give it up for Eli. Cameron and Rhea, everybody. Keep it going. Huh? I did just get back from Warped Tour. I literally just got into... T- Louder, please. Uh, I, it's okay. It's only my fucking set. Um, I, just kidding. I, I, I don't even know if I'm doing good crowd work anymore, if that was like genuinely abrasive. I've spent the whole summer competing with loud music and 13-year-old kids who are obsessed with YouTubers. Uh, I literally, they stood in line for three hours with ki- to meet a kid who like just made a YouTube video where they're like, yeah, I'm kind of tired today. That's like the whole video. They're like not charming people. And one of them was, but I won't say who. Uh, in case they listen to this, they'll be like, oh, was it me? Um, which they won't because they never met me. Um, and then, they, like, but I would be on stage doing comedy in this tent, and I was just, like, kids would usually walk by just, like, picking something out of their teeth, just looking at me and just, like... That was me. The whole it actually, you know what? Most of it was fun, but I had to adjust a lot of my material. Like, I couldn't... You know, I'm 30. I've done a lot of things. Most of those kids are 15... They, a lot of them just came for the first time. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, most of my material is about sex. Like, five days before that show, they touched it a few times. They're like, oh. They just seized up, and they're like, I want to feel that again as many times in a day as possible. Do you know what I mean? Is it getting weird? I, uh, I mean, I just remember when I was 14, the first time, I was probably younger, but let's give myself some credit. I, uh, I remember when I did that, I'm like, oh, my God. I have to do this again right now. And I sat there until it happened again, and then I was like, all right, I'm going to go finish my homework, and then I'm going to do this again. So I'm competing with that. Do you know what I mean? Like, trying to make my material good for that. And I, uh, what else happened? I was trying to, like, I, I really, I'm still, like, adjusting to life here. And I remember, like, in something that people say here, they said on tour, too. That's so L.A. That's, like, I'm sure we've heard that before. Like, if you eat kale, that's so L.A. Yoga, that's so L.A. 
hiking, that so these are all things that are good for you. So why does that have like a negative connotation? Do you know what I mean? Like it should be the other way around. Like if a friend of yours is like, hey, can I borrow twenty bucks? You're like, that's so Detroit. You know? Or if like someone's at Wendy's, they're like, I'll take a number four with extra sauce, you're like, Mr. Rest of the Country. Uh, you know, that's how that should be going. Not this way. We're the most like that's so weird to me that we know more about health, like eating healthy, but we're still the unhealthiest we've ever been as a nation. It doesn't make sense. And I think it's just because you don't see the immediate effects of something. Like if you do cocaine, you could die the first time you do it. But if you eat a Snickers bar, it takes 30 years to overdose. <laughs> like if he wanted to make a point with supersize me, he shouldn't have done it for 30 days. He should have done it till he died. <laughs> then we would have been like, okay, I think we have a problem here. Now we're just like, you eat it for 30 days, and it's just going to be tough when you go to the bathroom. Uh, that's all that happens. You've never been to a funeral where someone was like, you know, Jerry just, he loved Hershey Kisses. Uh, one was too many, and a thousand was never enough. Uh, it doesn't go that way. I, uh, I also, I ate, a, I ate a lot of fast food this summer, um, and I noticed, I feel like people get paid minimum wage, like on their name tag, it should say minimum wage, like just to remind you that they don't have to give great customer service. It blew my mind anytime I was at a McDonald's or something where people were like, hi, how can I help you? They should be allowed to be like leaned on the table, just like, fucking what? <laughs> like, what do you want? I'm exhausted. <laughs> or in the middle of your order, they should be like, you know what? I can't take this anymore, and just walk out <laughs> and not be in trouble. That's crazy to me. You want to supersize it? Are you going to go up there and get the cups? Look at that fucking ladder. It is older than me. Like, no way. <sighs> I worked at Best Buy when I was younger, and I, I mean, that's, those are the things I thought of. And the sh same shit, I'm sure all of you have had this happen to you. Like, people will loom weird shit over you at minimum wage jobs. Like, your manager, like, you don't want to get a call from corporate. There are, McDonald's has a corporate line that you can call and complain to. There is an 800 number you can call. Someone will listen to that complaint, and they'll send you, like, a gift card for your trouble. Why is there even anyone on the other end listening? listening? It should be, like, an automated thing that goes, McDonald's, what were you expecting? And then it just hangs up. <laughs> I think that's way easier. I did call an 800 number once. It was to Yogurtland. Allow me to explain. Uh, I'm white. And... Uh, Okay, no. I, like, love... They have a birthday cake frozen yogurt that is so fucking good. And I go there almost every day to get it. So maybe it was for my health that one day they were out of it. Or I single-handedly consumed all of it. Um, I walk in, and I just go, where's birthday cake? Looked at an employee, no context. Just go, where's birthday cake? And he goes, oh, I'm so sorry, we're out. And I was like, well, when are you going to have it again? He goes, could be a couple days, could be a couple weeks, could be a couple months. I was like, that's three wrong answers. Uh, and then I don't know why he says this. He goes, I am so sorry. Was it your birthday? And I said, no, could you imagine if it fucking was? This would be a bloodbath. Uh, and so he gave me their corporate line, and I called it just to see what would happen. It's not like calling AT&T or Time Warner where you have to yell at, like, eight people to get to a supervisor. I got the vice president on the first ring. He goes, Yogurtland, vice CEO. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, you guys were at a birthday cake. And I'm not making this part up. I know people say that a lot in bits, but this really happened. He goes, I'm so sorry. Was it your birthday? And the only thing I could say was, no, could you imagine if it fucking was? So he sent me a $25 gift card, and due to, like, some clerical error, I got two, so I have $50 in Yogurtland money. If you've been there, you know that is literally a lifetime supply of Yogurtland. <laughs> like, I'm all set. 
I'm all set. Uh, I just got out of a relationship, but then we kind of we've we've been on and off for a little while, and I don't. I'm sure most of you go through this phase right when you break up with someone. I just went through this phase where I was putting ranch dressing on just literally everything. <laughs> and then we get back together and break up and I keep doing it again. I'm 30. Eating my feelings has consequences. Like, I'm starting to show right here. I'm this close. I'm like one more breakup away from E.T. body. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's really close to happening. Uh, I'll tell you guys a story before I go of a fun prank I pulled a little while ago. Um, I'm sure some of you here use Groupon. Anybody? Yeah. yeah? Any other Jews? Uh, I- <laughs> I am Jewish. Hide your money. Uh, just kidding. If you have a bank account, we have it. So um, I, uh, that really scared people, by the way. That, when I said that line in the Midwest, that Warped Tour, there'd be like parents like, oh, shit, he does have our money. Um, but anyway, I was using a Groupon at a restaurant. I was with my best friend, Dominic. He's gay. That's important to the story. Our server was like a 19-year-old Hollister model that, who's clearly straight, and that's important to the story. Uh, he takes my phone across the restaurant. And my friend, Dominic, he works in comedy, too. So I was like, hey, um, do you have a dick pic on your phone? He goes, yeah, of course. And he whips up an album titled Dicks, D-I-X. And I was like, okay, send me one while our server has the phone. And let's see what happens. And if you're not laughing, you have no idea what's on board. Uh, like, it's fantastic. Uh, so he's just flipping through just like dick. <laughs> we settled on the biggest one that fit on the screen diagonally. And it was a six plus, so it was big. Uh, he hits send, and let me tell you, this guy's reaction didn't disappoint at all. Pretend this is a server. He's like typing and pretend this is the phone. He goes, oh my God, like that in a packed restaurant. Everybody turns and looks at him. He throws the phone down and throws his hands up. Like that dick came at him in 3D and he had to jump out of the way. He throws the phone down. He calls a manager over. Manager comes over with a stupid grin on his face. He picks up the phone. This is what he does when he sees it. He goes... Like, he was impressed with what this guy was packing. Like, not as big as mine, but not bad. Uh, he comes over to our table, puts the phone down the middle of the table, puts the check down, and goes, the rest of your bill is on us today. Thank you guys so much for coming in. And he walks away. We look at each other like, oh, my God, we're going to do this every time. What a loophole to free shit. That's like a Groupon to a Groupon. <laughs> All right, I'm Eli Olsberg. Thank you guys so much. Have a great night. We are going to keep the show right on rolling. Now, this next gal, it is her first time on Put Your Hands Together. So whenever it is somebody's first time on the show, we go super nuts for them. Are you guys ready to do that right now? The audience? Specifically that gal! Oh, shit, girl! What is your... I gotta talk to you more later. Figure out what kind of vocal training you have. Guys, let's hear right now for Charlotte Lorison. Give it up for Charlotte! Wow! OMG, guys! Thank you! OMG! Uh, I got to go to Nashville recently to do some stand up, and I was super psyched because I'd never been to Nashville before, and I heard that they have, like, really great live music. Uh, But I was also kind of nervous, because I also heard that they're, like, kind of conservative, and, like, all of my jokes are about chicken and dicks and slavery. (laughs) And I was like, OMG, I don't know how they're going to receive me. Uh, And to make matters worse, I had to buy the Plan B pill, like, the moment I landed in Nashville. I had sex the night before, and so I was like, oh, God, I have to buy it. Um... (laughs) 
And I go into a CVS pharmacy at uh, in Nashville, and I go up to the pharmacist after like looking for it and not being able to find it. I'm like, excuse me, can you please tell me where? baby pill is and she was like what <laughs> i was like oh no it's <laughs> like it's not how you talk and she was like <laughs> i was like can you please help me find the plan b pill uh and she was like well it's not next to the sex stuff and i was like no it's not um and also you shouldn't be calling it that you're a pharmacist so like be a professional um, and so she goes over the loudspeaker and she's like, Ashley, where's the plan B pill? <laughs> and I was mortified, of course. Uh, and then it turned, but it turns out that the plan B pill was like literally just like at the front of the store next to candy. Um, so I bought it with a Snickers. I'm not pregnant. It was so easy. Um, and I was like, I'm from New York. So I was like, I wonder what like to buy the Plan B pill in Harlem where I live, and when I got back to New York City, the the Harlem the CVS in Harlem, New York City has a Plan B pill all the way at the back of the store, locked in a glass case, and in order to get it, you have to press this huge red button that says "Help!" <laughs> abort! Abort! And then, like ten minutes later, some like sixteen-year-old douchebag named Jaquan rolls up. <laughs> And he's like, what y'all need, Plan B? <laughs> and by y'all, he's referring to like the line of hoes that's accumulated, just waiting for the Plan B pill, just like chomping at the bit, like wait, hoping they don't get pregnant. And then like Jaquan just like starts chucking out the Plan B pill. Ah, New York, <laughs> such a great place. Uh, I got married in February. Uh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I never thought I'd get a husband uh, just because of phrases like that, like get a husband, which like implies work. And I'm just like, I don't want to do anything. And anytime anybody talks about relationships, they're like, relationships are work. They're hard work, which is like if my if a relationship is the equivalent of like, you know, working at McDonald's, <laughs> like if, you, if I can describe a relationship the same way I describe working at McDonald's, I don't know if it's fun, uh, but I got married um, <laughs> and we got married uh, at Brooklyn City Hall. Uh, it was like a two-minute ceremony, and then afterwards, we went and ate barbecue, and then we went home and we watched two episodes of The Wire. And I was like, I love you so much. My husband introduced me to shrooms for the first time. I'd never done shrooms before. Yeah. Uh, and he put on like all this great music while we were listening to sh like while we were t on shrooms like he put on like Pink Floyd which I'd never heard before because you know I'm a black person and like Pink Floyd is amazing guys it's so good they those guys are great you guys know about them they're so good I was like OMG and, and he put on like Jimi Hendrix I just like he, it was like the best trip ever like I've actually always had issues hearing out of my left ear. And like for some reason, like my brain on shrooms like made my ear pop when I was like listening to this great music. And now I can hear fine out of my left ear. I can, uh, I was like so psyched about that. I was like, awesome, I have perfect hearing now. But like part of me was like, wait, this whole time has my ear just been like judging my music choices? Like this whole time was my ear just like listening to Iggy Azalea and was like, nah, <laughs> I'm gonna stay closed. This is bullshit. <laughs> and I was like, 
wow, 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 you're really fucked up, you know? Uh, my husband also took me to a fish concert. Uh, you guys know fish? Yeah, can you tell my husband's not black? Like, do you want to pick? No, he's not. He's, uh, he's an Indian man, which you wouldn't expect either. So many surprises right now, right? Uh, he's an Indian man, like, from India, um, and he's just a hippie. And we met on Tinder. Yeah, I found my husband on Tinder, which is like saying I found my doctor on Carfax. It's like not a thing. It's not a thing. Um, but we're like happy. It's fine. Like marriage is fine. <laughs> like, it's fine. It's like I don't, people are so scared. I'm like I don't know. I and also if people are married in here and they're just like shut the fuck up. You just got married. I'll I'll stop because <laughs> I don't know. Um, so I'll chill on that. Um, <laughs> Chill, chill, chill. Uh, I'll just finish on a little like information about me. I used to be made fun of a lot when I was in middle school. A lot of people used to call me an Oreo. They'd be like, Charla, you talk white. There are two black people there. They know what I'm talking about. Um, they'd be like, Charla, you're an Oreo. You talk white. You're white on the inside and black on the outside. Um, and I'll tell you guys, like, it's so ironic because I was recently diagnosed with a gluten allergy. Um, <laughs> which is literally the whitest ailment like on the planet like I'm literally white on the inside now um I've been eating a lot of local foods it's like my stomach's been gentrified it's like a gay couple raising an Asian baby moved into my stomach and is forcing me to eat kale I lost a lot of weight when I became gluten allergic. A lot of my close girlfriends were like, oh my God, Sharla, did you recommit yourself to the gym? And I was like, if you bitches knew me at all, you'd know that the last time I went to the gym was to quit the gym, okay? Because Planet Fitness doesn't let you quit online or over the phone. You have to walk inside of Planet Fitness and say out loud, I want to quit the gym. <laughs> And then some cunt monster behind the desk goes, well, why do you want to quit the gym? And then you have to say out loud, I don't want to do any work. Please stop taking money out of my account. Thanks, guys. I'm Sharla. Sharla Larson, you guys let her hear it. I feel like another sort of sad irony of that is that Oreos are gluten-free. <laughs> I had such a weird time in Canada. That's only the second time I've been to Canada. The first time I was like 19 and I went to Toronto. It was so long ago I didn't even need a passport. Um, and that's only the second time technically that I've been out of the country. That's how much of a hillbilly I am. <laughs> like, my family's all from Ohio and West Virginia. They're like, why do we need to leave? We got these two states. <laughs> so, like, I went to Canada, and I was just, like, amazed by all the difference in anything. Like, all the different... Like, ooh, the Kit Kats are chunky up here. What's... <laughs> and Sports Center is spelled Sports Centry. This is exotic. <laughs> But my favorite thing, I was watching so much Canadian television, which consists mostly of baseball highlights and bloopers, which I was just in heaven. Um, and I was watching all these commercials, and uh, number one, a lot of their commercials are like weirdly about how masculine 
Canadian men are, I think to make up for the fact that they speak French. Because there was a commercial for Liquid Wrench that was literally like, you're a man, you have Liquid Wrench, get all this Liquid Wrench. That was the commercial. <laughs> I did buy a bunch of Liquid Wrench. But my favorite commercial was for Mazda, and it is an American commercial. It's one where a guy has a roadster, that's his first car, he takes it to college, then he gets married, he gets a married car, then he has a kid, he gets a kid car, and then he's older, he's got all his money, he buys a roadster again, and the tagline of the commercial is Mazda, the car that makes you, you. And so it was the same commercial in Canada, except when it got to the end it said, Mazda, (laughs) the car that makes you, you. Now that sounds way more American than Canadian, because that's exactly how all of my family pronounces it. Mazda. So that's been your Canadian Minute with Rhea Butcher. Are you guys ready for the next comic? Awesome. We are so excited to have this comic on the show. She has been on The Tonight Show nine times. Can you believe that? Nine times. She is a hero. Please give it up for Kathy Ladman, everybody. Thank you. You know, that's so great that Rhea and, um, and Cameron are fiancés and they can work together. Is that, I could not do that with my husband because he's so defensive. You know, we tried to write something together and I'd say, well, that doesn't work. Why? What's the matter? I'm leaving now. <laughs> Wow, what a nice creative process that is. Okay. You know, there are some girl, some young women over there who are 22, have been friends since four or five. Okay, I've had a friend. You know how long I've had my best friend? 39 years. And I met her when I was your age. I'm everyone's grandmother. Isn't that nice? Yeah, I'm an old one. I'm old. In fact, uh, I did my makeup tonight to make myself look older and more tired. How'd I do? (laughs) Thank you. I have quite a touch, don't I? You know, a lot of women, when they get older, they put on more and more makeup. They think it's going to make them look younger. It doesn't make them look younger. It makes them look like transvestites. (laughs) Makeup's such an odd thing. How many women here by applause are wearing makeup tonight? It's such a, you know, a lot of times, you know, you know, as a woman, you, not everybody does, but if you do, you don't question it almost. You know, you just kind of like you assimilate into it. And it's a very odd procedure, you know. Every now and then I notice this. Like I was, in, I was looking in the bathroom. Uh, I was in the bathroom one morning and I looked in the mirror and I thought, gee, uh, I don't look so good. Maybe if my eyelids were blue, I'd be more attractive. <laughs> Where the hell did that come from? (laughs) All right, here I go. Oh, yeah, that's much better. They know what they were talking about. It's just just a weird custom. You know, sometimes I'll see this woman who's wearing so much makeup, and I'll think, what is is she going for? You know, what what is she, in in the witness protection program or something? She's thinking to herself, yeah, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to put on a crazy amount of makeup on my face. Then I'm going to learn ventriloquism, and I'll throw my voice, and no one will know where I am or who I am. (laughs) I think most people just don't want to look older, so they mistake it for putting on uh, tons of makeup or something. You know, I don't like getting older. You know, I was looking at myself in the mirror, and uh, I saw something on my neck. So I leaned in a little more closely to see what it was, and... It was my neck. 
My neck was hanging from my neck. How depressing is that, youngsters? But I'm not getting plastic surgery. No, I'm not going down that rabbit hole. The, the most that I'm willing to do is to hold my upper arm flaps back with chip clips. Because <laughs> I don't want to hurt anybody. <laughs> then I have these, you know, I've always had these like laugh lines around my mouth here. These, and now, as the years go by now, they're, they're basically like marionette lines. Ah, la, 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 la. Would it be awkward if I just started crying right now? <laughs> Would that make everybody uncomfortable? People don't like to really know how you really feel, you know? It's, I, I, I hate, this is like such a pet peeve of mine. I hate when you, people say, you, someone says to you, how are you? The only appropriate answer is fine. That's it. That's all that's expected, and that's all that they want to hear. That's it. I mean, what if you really said what you felt like? You know, it would be, everybody would feel so uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm not really getting a lot of work now, and, uh, you know, I'm having a lot of trouble with my daughter, and my husband's been having a hard time, and my mom's going crazy, and I just don't think I'm going to make it. <laughs> so how are you? <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Irritating. So, um, yes, I'm now, I'm 59 years old, and I have a 12-year-old. Can you believe that? I'm past menopause, raising a seventh grader. Excellent planning. I'm a member of the PTAARP. 59 and 12 were such completely different stages of our lives. I remember when she finished toilet training, I was losing bladder control. It happens, folks. It just happens. Yeah. One day she asked me to blow up a balloon and I had to change my pants. No exertion. No exertion. It's exhausting. Does anybody here have kids or you're just you're too young? Is there anybody old enough to have kids here? Wow, look at me, look at me. You do? How old? Oh, wow, you're here with your 18-year-old son. That's so nice. Oh, now is he, is he humiliated now? Mom. Mom. It, well, you, you can, I'm sure when he was younger, it was exhausting, right? It's, I have an 8-year-old, too. You, you have an 8-year-old also? Wow. That's what my husband did. He had older kids, and wow, man. Are you just completely wiped out all the time? It's horrifying. You know, when I thought I knew, I was 48 when I had uh, my daughter, and I thought I knew that it was going to be, you know, what it was going to be like because my sisters and my friends had kids. But there's no way that you can know how exhausting it is to have a kid until you actually have one of your own. So I'll try to describe to you how exhausting it was for me to have a toddler. I had to get a colonoscopy. <laughs> and I checked into the hospital, and I laid down on the bed, and my very first thought was, oh, this is so relaxing. <laughs> I don't know why I haven't done this before. You have to shove what? Oh, I don't care. As long as you're not three, you can't hurt me. Oh, so much, I've learned so much about being a mother that I never expected. I know, I, now I no longer have any time or any money left. It's a thing of the past. You know, the closest I've come to having a facial lately is when I drain macaroni. 
Yeah, sometimes if I want a really deep cleansing facial, I just open the dishwasher mid-cycle and I shove my head right in. <laughs> and I close my pores with some jet dry. My daughter and I like to go to Costco together. For some reason, she loves it. I love it. It's a very exciting place for me. It is. I really love it. But it's kind of... I've reached the point in my life where it just doesn't make sense anymore because there's nothing I can buy there that I will live to finish. I cannot go through that many cotton balls. Now, whenever my daughter and I are leaving with our card, I always turn to her and I say, you know what? Someday this will all be yours. Thank you very much. It was fun to be here. Thank you. Let's hear for Kelly one more time. She's awesome. Oh, she's awesome. She's awesome. She's awesome. But also, how are you? It's so nice to look at your faces. Yes? How was your day? Long but good. Long but good. What did you do today? Uh, I went to work. You went to work. What do you do? Uh, I'm a case manager at an affordable housing agency. You're a case manager at an affordable housing agency. Thank you so much. <laughs> Seriously, that's... Does anyone think that they do a more noble job than that? Anybody do street nursing here? No? No traveling dentists? Go to Thailand? No? How long have you been doing that? Um, three weeks and two days. Well, okay! So, like... Yeah, congratulations on the new gig. Uh, were you in another job of this sort, or is this a new field for you? Um, I'm actually doing a year of service program, and I'm here with a bunch of my program mates. This entire front row, you're doing a year of service. Is it what's the what's the overarching organization? Episcopal Service Corps. Episcopal Service Corps, which is religiously affiliated, and you guys were like. <laughs> Jesus would have done. <laughs> Homeboy would have gone to see some jokes. That's true. That motherfucker lived on the fringes. Am I right? He did. Also, I'm 33. That's a joke for, for them. That's when he died. He died just then when he was 33. So if I live longer, who knows, right? Total chance I could eclipse Jesus, am I right? Okay, wow, God. A bunch of people to applaud for that. He's a cool dude. I mean, I think he said some good stuff. Um, like, I don't, I, I was a, you might not know this about me, but I was raised in the Catholic faith, and then in, I went to Catholic grade school, high school, and college, and then in college I was a, theology major and a faith, peace, and justice minor. Very useful. <laughs> Sometimes people are like, yo, you ever study faith and peace? <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, also a justice. <laughs> can't have 
Can't have one without the other. But the one thing about being a theology major is that uh, I, I don't, so that's how, that's one really good way to uh, not believe in anything, is to just read the stuff. <laughs> And then be like, oh, that seems crazy. Um, and I'm not even talking about like a... Because the, the Bible is like a cool magical book. You know, you read it. There's like some... Like the, Jesus says some cool stuff that's just about like, hey, let's uh, be pals and stuff. And like, oh, get this... None of this money in here. Get this money out of here. Remember when he said that? And then he was like, I got all this fishes for all of you guys. He says those are his hits. <laughs> He says a lot of good hits, and he's like, I love this prostitute. He says these kinds of things. <laughs> then people read that stuff, and they're like, oh, we hate prostitutes. I'm like, well, I feel like your main dude didn't, that wasn't his thing. Um, I feel like that's coming from you, actually. <laughs> and the Episcopal Church actually does a better job than the Catholic Church of including women. Um, because also, like, I think probably... If it had been an, a viable option, I think I probably would be a priest. But, turns out, I sort of am, right? <laughs> think about the job of a priest. Now think about the job of a stand-up comic. Same fucking job. Seriously, it is the same fucking job. Except I get to acknowledge that people should have sex with each other. <laughs> So that's rad. <laughs> but um, that's very cool that you guys are doing that. I hope that that... Do you, do you all have different placements or you're all working together? No? All over the place. What are you guys doing? Um, I was a substitute teacher today. You were a substitute teacher today? What are you doing tomorrow? <laughs> not sure. Wow, that seems well organized. <laughs> I'm sure there's nothing wrong with the American educational system. <laughs> Uh, just call a guy up. See what he's doing. <laughs> what, and you guys are also? Yeah, what are you doing? Well, all three of us are employment specialists. Employment specialists? And are you, general age range for you guys? You're all pretty, or you're all pretty much in your early 20s. I'm just looking at your faces. You seem super young. <laughs> I mean, I think that's amazing that that's what you guys are doing. I hope that they're also giving you some training and education to support your work. Because I know sometimes, sometimes because I, I have a bunch of friends that went into these types of programs, and then it's like kind of people being like, we want to help you so much! And then other people being like, we need help so much! And then Republicans being like, none of this matters! You know, um... <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so I hope that you guys are getting the support that you need. Um, and, uh, also the other thing I would say is like, you know, take good care of yourselves. That's the other thing. When you do jobs that are like interpersonal service work, you got to make sure you take care of you. And I would recommend continuing your Netflix subscription, <laughs> no matter what stipend they have you living on. <laughs> Right after I graduated from school, I worked at a school that was not religiously affiliated, but it was like kind of a similar program that I worked in a high school 
and then I taught in that. Well, I was a tutor in that high school, and then I lived at that high school. So uh, this high school in Boston built a fourth floor, and then they hired 40 22-year-olds to live on the fourth floor all of the time, and then come down and tutor students about, like, math and stuff. Which is, like, the most noble real world. <laughs> 22, like, 40, 22-year-olds picked to live in a school. Teach kids who probably need a little more help than they're getting. I really liked that job. I did. I totally taught a kid to read, which was amazing. That was, that was, a, real, that was a real good on me. Good on you, Esposito. Um, I also did end up dating my roommate. Whoopsie daisy. The main reason that that was a whoopsie daisy is that we also had another roommate. <laughs> sorry about that. So sorry. People can't hear things when they're sleeping, right? Okay. What about when they're fake sleeping? Never mind. Um, well, let's hear it for these folks. Give it up for them. Hey, we are going to keep the show rolling. This next gentleman, a friend of the show, friend of Rhea and mine. In fact, he lives down the street. And boy, do we love to see him. Let's hear it right now for Davey Johnson, guys. Give it up for Davey. <laughs> How's everybody doing tonight? Here's some uh, jokes for Episcopals. Um, anybody, uh, anybody good at spelling? A lot of good. Any writers out there? Anybody good at spelling? I'm looking for someone who's really good at spelling. Uh, I have a bit of a problem. I need someone who can proofread my blood. I think, I think it's full of typos. Has, has anyone asked you guys if you like impressions yet? Here's, here's my impression of a, uh, a blind magician. My impression of a blind magician. Is, is this a card? Um, okay, I'm going to come clean to you guys. I, I am not a stand-up comedian. <laughs> I, won a, I won a contest. I'm up here talking to you guys, <laughs> telling jokes. Those last two jokes are actually examples of uh, stuff that my mom has pitched to me. What I do... <laughs> I do... <laughs> I do characters at comedy shows. I do a lot of characters and stuff. And my mom has never seen a single one of them I, because I... I won't let her because she, she is a good Episcopal Christian woman uh, from Nebraska. And uh, the character I do the most, uh, for an example, is a guy called Garvey Wilkins. And his thing is, he's from Boston and he's vulgar. And here's the catch. I do a terrible Boston accent. Brilliant. Don't call me lazy. 
it's a well thought out character. Uh, but she continues to pitch things to me as if, as if I'm going to use her jokes and stuff that I do, but we're just not on the same wavelength when it comes to humor. And by the way, if any of you are thinking, as I'm sure you guys have clever stories, and you have this impulse in your gut to pitch a story to a, a comedian, uh, just you know, listen to your gut, listen to your friends, and just don't, because there is no way a comedian is going to be able to make um, your story as funny as you, as you think it is. So... Uh, <laughs> With that in mind, um, I wanted to tell you about uh, a story my mom has been pitching to me for three, three years. I'm not going to tell the story, uh, but it's a, an experience she had at IHOP, and I thought tonight, because I love my unfunny mother, I would give her her big break. I'm not going to do it, but I recorded her telling the story <laughs> on my cell phone. And uh, if you'll indulge me and my mother, I'd like to play for you my mom's IHOP experience. Is that okay? Yeah. Is that okay? And yeah, do please keep that love going for her because, you know, keep in mind she thinks this is funny and it is not funny, but she is a wonderful woman and I love her to death. So let's see if we can get this started. Anybody want to talk well, to kill time while I get it up? <laughs> oh, there it is. Okay, and let me know if you can't hear this. Uh, not audibly, just wave frantically. We went to the IHOP one night, and we walked in, and they said, Welcome to IHOP. We are presently out of some of our menu items, one of which is all-you-can-eat pancakes. And we, everything we ordered, they were out of. They didn't have any uh, old IHOP pancake mix, and they wanted to use Walmart. They didn't have any creamer for the coffee. And then um, when Tiffany ordered soup, they came back and said they were all out of the soup. When they brought, finally brought me a pancake and they brought the syrup, they, I asked them which one was the maple syrup, and they said, oh, we're sorry, but we're all out of maple syrup. They were out of maple syrup, creamer for the coffee, IHOP pancake mix, and then when uh, we went to pay, we paid, wrote a check, and they said, we're sorry, but we don't take checks. And that was that. My, my favorite part is the ending where she says, and that was that. And that is that. Thanks, guys. You guys, Davey Johnson. Let him hear it. All right, let's keep this show right on rolling. Our next comic is all the way from Boston. Please give it up for Garvey Wilkins. Ria fucking butcher! Where are all my bean town folks in? Eh? Eh? Oh, yeah! Boston proud. Hey, listen, I'm looking for people who can spell good because I need a proofreader for my blood because I think it's foul of mistakes, eh? Yeah. Hey, who likes impressions, huh? Who likes impressions? This is my impression of a blind magician. Are these your cards? I can't see what anybody to see, eh? All right, all right. Thanks for the courtesy laughs. I know you can tell something's a little off. You're like, Gavi. What's wrong, huh, Gavi? Usually, usually you're so energetic. You need to put some peppers in your steppers. What's going on? 
I'll tell you what's going on. I had a horrible experience the other day. I've been in town for three weeks, okay? Killing it. Improv, Laugh Factory, Comedy Store, and now I'm doing these little venues here, you know? I like to treat myself after a set goes well. Take my girlfriend out to one of my favorite restaurants, the International House. Well, pancakes, the IHOP. We like to go to the IHOP. So we do this on Monday. That was yesterday, if we're keeping count. We do this on Monday after this killer set. I go to the IHOP. I already know the waitress. Her name is Betty. And I was like, Betty, it's Garvey. And she's like, Garvey, pick any seat. And I was like, oh, it's so empty in here. What for? And she's like, well, we got some bad news. And I was like, hold off. I'm going to pick my own seat. I picked my own seat. I sit down. And I was like, Betty, tell me the bad news. And she was like, well, I think you better order first. <laughs> before I break it to you. And I was like, whoa, this town loves a drama. So I was like, you know what I usually order? Pancake me, pancake me. I want some pancakes. Well, it's a, you know, international house of pancakes. And she goes, Gavi, oh Gavi, you're gonna kill me. And I was like, I'm not a violent man. You're gonna kill me, but we're all out of pancake batter. I was, oh. Ex excuse me? I'm sorry. Uh, I thought pancakes was in your fucking name, eh? She's like, I know, I know, I know. I'll tell you what, I can run over to Walmart and get some of their batter and put it in. I was like, I don't want none of that powder batter shit from the Walmart. I want an international house of pancakes. And she's like, I'll check with the manager, coffee. <laughs> So she goes back, checks with the manager, and says, good news. And I was like, finally. Good news, Gavi. There's, a, there's one pancake left. Would you like that? And I was like, you know what? Yeah, please do. Except I would like one for Tiffany, too, my girlfriend. She's like, you know what? I'm not feeling the cakes. And I was like, what are you talking about? Not feeling the cakes. She was like, I would like some soup. And the waitress was like, oh, hold on. I forgot to mention all out of soup. And I was like, well, that makes sense. This isn't the International House of Soup. I'll tell you what, we'll share our pancake. I'm not feeling that hungry. They get it, they bring the pancake, they put it down, they put down the little thing of syrup, and I was like, hold on, before you leave, look at the syrup here. I see boysenberry, I see strawberry, I see blueberry, I see burberry. But where's my favorite of all the syrups? The maple syrup. And she's like, oh no, Gavi. <sighs> It's so terrible, I hate to tell you. We're rolling on my pussy syrup! I was like, excuse me, what happened? The most famous syrup? Did Canada disappear from the MARP? What? Is Canada like the castle in Kroll? Do I have to go on an adventure to find it before it disappears by sunrise? Oh, I'll deal with it. Put boysenberry. It was like, it's not my favorite, but I like the cake better than the syrup. It's going to be fine. I eat it. It's good. She comes out, and she's like, Gavi, here's your bill. I took a little off, and I was like, no, put more on it, because I feel like you've had a bad week. She puts a little more on it, and I was like, oh, 1983. Good year. Terrible price for one pancake, but I'll do it. <laughs> Just so happens I got a new book of checks in. You can smell the fresh leather on the checkbook case. Smelling it. I'm crinkling it open. You know that sound in the movies when the Nazis are there? <laughs> and they're like, they're moving around and they got all that leather. And part of you's like, well, it was terrible, but they had good taste. 
that's the sound of my checkbook. I open it up and I'm, I'm right down. Okay, International House of Pancakes, 1983. Let's double check that. That's a one check, nine check. Dot, important if you don't want to pay too much. Eight, three, all right. I sign it. Gavi Wilkins, four, International Pancake. I didn't pluralize it because I only had one. Rip it off and say, thank you very much. I'm out of here. And she goes, hold on. I was like, oh, hold on. Is there something else you got to tell me? And she's like, I'm so sorry, Gavi. And I hate to do this for you. But unfortunately, we don't take, we don't take checks. And that was my week. And that's why I'm so terrible tonight. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. That is that. I'll see you later. Boy. Gavi Wilkins, you guys. All right. Our next comic is another special treat. We met in Canada. She was also at the festival, and she destroyed. She is hilarious. She is Michelle Buteau. Yeah, I mean, that festival was definitely... There was nothing festive about it until I got to leave. I will say that. And I like to travel places and see new things, but I'm not that into hunting. I'm going to tell you that much. And it was so good to meet Rhea because she's like, where should we go? <laughs> I was like, we got to go somewhere. And like, look, I know what I look like. You know, I'm cute. I have freckles, big hair, back fat. Everyone's like, it's friendly. Let's talk to it. <laughs> But in Manitoba, I was, they were like, ooh, who's fat Beyonce? I'm like, shut up. <laughs> like, I felt like a fucking 10. I felt exotic. I felt like way too many people invited me to go cow tipping. I was like, I don't know what to do with that information. And <laughs> there's a certain parts of the world sometimes you just don't need to go, is what I'm motherfucking saying. And Manitoba, it want a damn. <laughs> if there's no direct flight, I don't need to go there. And it's. <laughs> And you know, God bless him, everyone's really nice there and probably related, but I was like, this is what it feels like doing a show for Duck Dynasty. Like, I don't even know how to explain the amount of beards and tie-dye. I was like, Jimmy Buffett must be here somewhere anyways. It was pretty insane. Canada, Manitoba, pretty insane. I'm gonna stick to like Quebec and BC before Christ. I don't, you know, traveling is great. It's fun. You get to meet people you would never really meet, like, unless it's on Facebook. But I love using my own toilet. You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing like the way you know how that shit flushes and what it do. Look, if you're not agreeing with me, you're dead inside. A shit at home is the best gift you could ever give yourself. That's why you pay rent, to have your own toilet. That's what grown people do. Fuck health insurance and having a car. It's like your own toilet. You know what I mean? Like, you know how it was left. You guys need to get your life, okay? Get your fucking life if you don't know what your toilet looks like right now. Just saying, I just want to be brawless at home, watching Real Housewives of the OC and go to my toilet whenever the fuck I want. I can't do that shit in Manitoba, okay? It was like the Ozarks, but with like cheese. I was like, what the fuck is this? Just... <sighs> sorry. I'm not sorry. Um, I also miss my husband when I travel because, like, we still like each other. And I know he's an immigrant and he's a green card. And um, 
but not a real immigrant. He's from the Netherlands. It's like so rich over there. And they're just like way too open-minded for sometimes. I'm just like, pick a fucking side. You know what I mean? Just pick a fucking side. Like all his friends are doctors and DJs. I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and, and stop painting. Why are you painting while I'm talking to you? You're a fucking adult. What the fuck are you doing? Stop writing a book. I can't. What the fuck? Like, I could barely comb my hair. I think this was a dress when I first bought it. Like, I don't give a fuck. Just stop. Now it's a long, billowy shirt that I can fit my tits in. Big titty bitch in the front. Hey, y'all! Just breastfeeding America, like, by accident. I was just, like, standing on the wall trying to watch the show, and, like, everybody high-fived my tits. I was like, here we go! It's like a Southwest flight, you know what I mean? Like the aisles are smaller, but the butts are bigger and everyone's like, has their cheek on my cheek. Anyways, a lot of traveling. I'm feeling very vulnerable, very vulnerable. I miss my man, but the one thing I do not miss about him is like eating with him. Like a lot of, a lot of things give me anxiety, um, but I'm like usually very calm, if you can't tell. And like a lot of women who are married, they're like, oh, I'm afraid I'm gonna gain weight. I was like, who gives a fuck if you gain weight, all right? Like I've been trying to find my belly butt when I sit down since I was like 10. Like nobody give a fuck. And people were like, oh, I'm gonna gain weight, he's gonna cheat. Like I know he's not gonna cheat, I don't give a fuck if I gain weight. Like it's all good, I'm just afraid he's gonna eat my food. Like that's what I'm afraid of. He eats like he's a fucking Japanese food competitor that's like angry at hot dogs. I'm like, where the fuck are you going with all this aggression? Do you know what I mean? I'm, I don't know why I'm looking at the cute little Asian kid. I'm like, you know what I mean? That those crazy Japanese shows. You're probably like, I don't know, Thai or something. You look like a. Well, you're not. Are you Filipino? What are you Hawaiian? What the fuck? Are you Puerto Rican? What? Mexican? Oh, you look so smart. Okay. I'm so sorry. Oh. Donald Trump, I love having you here. <laughs> I love it. I was just like, um, Indonesia, uh, Malaysia. He's like, no. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but it was all Asia at one point. <laughs> if you don't know anything, that's what you say. <laughs> Whatever. What am I, Christopher Columbus? I don't know. East from West. Okay. But no, he just like eats so fast. I'm like, you have never been in the military. You don't even have clean underwear. Why are you eating so fast? And he does this thing where like he starts to like finish his food real fast and then he'll come for mine. I'm like, motherfucker, I know you ain't coming for my food right now. Like, you know, I like to savor the flavor. You know what I mean? Like, I, I like eat in order. Like, sometimes I do the crust first and then I go down to the pizza. So I have the, like, the last bite is like all cheesy and shit. I'm sharing so much with you guys right now. And he just like fucking nom noms it. Like, he's looking for the answer. I'm just like, you need to slow your fucker roll. Like, it's very embarrassing in, in restaurants because the waiter's like, is he okay? I'm like, I don't know yet. We'll figure this shit out <laughs> together. <laughs> And then he does this shit, too, where he tries to act like he don't like to eat. I'm like, this is why we're with each other, bitch. Don't try and get all, like, Kardashian on me right now. Like, I'll go up and get some ice cream when I finally decide to leave the couch. And I'm like, you want some? He's like, nah. And I'm like, I know what this shit means. He wants a bite of mine. So then I strategically, like, put a little, like, extra bite of ice cream on my bowl. But this motherfucker doesn't know the code with biting and he'll take a bigger bite. And I was like, bitch, you know that was a big bite. 
like more than what people usually go for when they want a taste. You know what I mean? Like that was a big ass bite. And he's like, why are you being petty? I'm like, you're an asshole. <laughs> so then sometimes I just put extra on so I don't know how the fuck he's feeling that night either. We're all feeling vulnerable together in our big baggy shirts. <laughs> just getting countries all wrong and um, then sometimes he won't take a bite and then he'll look at my ice cream and be like that's a lot of ice cream <laughs> and I'll look at him and I'll be like I don't like your fucking tongue <laughs> there is a perk to having a European husband he's very Dutch he's so Dutch um, he takes me um, on um, bougie ass trips like skiing like I've never been skiing but this shit don't skate come on with these tits how am I supposed to breathe I don't. I can't ski you can't already breathe up in the mountains and shit now with these tits no fuck no it's like a, a fleshy Ikea shelf at all times you fucking get it thank you bitch so he took me skiing in February I'm like what a great way to celebrate Black History Month and he's like it's Valentine's Day you asshole I'm like whatever and my ski instructor, who basically is just like this fat guy who looks like, a, like I don't know, a Care Bear that can't pass a drug test, he's my instructor. I'm like, bitch, you can't even touch your toes or wipe your ass properly. Now you guys tell me how to stop? Okay. And the first thing he said to me was like, Michelle, we met for, <laughs> we met for a lesson. Um, no, he said we met for a reason. Either this is a lesson or a blessing. I was like... <laughs> All right, Oprah, but how do I fucking stop? <laughs> and then he said, listen to what I tell you to do with your body. Don't listen to what your body tells you to do. And I was like, okay, Cosby, I'm out. <laughs> oh, she said Cosby and Matt Rape. All right, good night, everybody. Let's <laughs> keep going for Michelle. Now, usually it's the time of the show where we say we have one final comment. Yeah. But a great thing about our final act two comics. Two comics. Yeah. Two comics and one. Yeah, two comics and one. Uh, we love these dudes. Super love these like, dudes. Like, kindest, best people. And they have an amazing podcast. They do. Uh, that you were just on. I was just on it, and it'll be coming out. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, please, a round of applause for the Sklar Brothers. Let's hear it right now. Oh. Yes, you're in Madison. Yeah. And how often are you guys touring right now? Like, I mean, we try not to, but right. like, opportunities come up. and You can't pass up Madison because it's so fun. I mean, we're really working on our next hours. Yes. We're close. It depends who gets it. I mean, if depends who wants it. If yeah. Comedy Central wants it, we have the uh, we have enough material for that already. Uh, we're trying to go for maybe another 10, 12 minutes yeah. to like figure it out. But the more we run that through the mill of, of stand-up weeks, the better. So typically we just don't like to be away more than two weekends in a month. And we like to spread them out. But yeah. sometimes beggars can't be choosers. And sure. like last weekend we were in Madison. You can't pass it up. I mean, we had five right. sold, sold out shows, which is so ridiculous. Fun, yes. Doug was in town. We did Doug Loves Movies. Oh, great. So, like... I did that thing last year where he was, like, at the end of the weekend and hung out. I mean, we did it on Saturday yeah. early. So oh, great. We did a podcast with Doug, me, and Jason, and Dan Van Kirk. Yeah. We did that at 3, then came downstairs and did Doug's at 4.20. Holy crap. Got off stage around 6.15, 6.10. 
had like an hour and a half to just chill and, and then we did two shows. Jesus I was Christ. like, I was jelly. And, and then, then were you leaving on Sunday or did you have Sunday so in town? early in the morning. Oh, get back home Jesus. and then be with our kids all day. Oh, like, God. I'm like, this and is not like, a business for no, me. No, it's, it's not a different. Well, I mean, but, I'm proud of you that you made it through shit, that. Yeah. That's a serious commitment. It was really... I have to tell you that it was great and we learned a lot we learned a lot about our material and where things needed to go we expanded a ton of stuff so this weekend nice job this weekend we go to uh, Seattle and we're doing Parlor Live downtown oh which I've done that I did that I was actually like I think their first weekend they opened so it was kind of brutal because nobody knew about it yet like it was the weekend they opened yeah it was tough Um, but I think I've heard that you know, obviously they got the word out. Well, it's going to be terrible for us this weekend because it's bumper shoot. Oh, shit, I forgot that's... And there's, like, a zillion other mm-hmm. things. Doug's going to be up there again doing the Neptune. So there's, like, right. a million things for people who are within our right. co- the circle of yeah. people that we would pick to come in. Oh, man. Hopefully people will also come. You know, Seattle's right. the type of place where people come and see yeah. you. Uh, nonetheless, like, they'll come well, and see you. maybe people that are listening to this will come see you. I yeah. so, because... Yeah. That awesome. would be amazing. So, yeah, yeah. so we there, and then in three weeks, we're in Ann Arbor, Michigan, oh. which is where we went to school, and we're bringing our families up and going to a football game, awesome. and, like, staying with friends, and it's just going to be a blast. And, and what's the venue that's there? Ann Arbor Comedy Showcase. It's amazing. Amazing. It, it, was it, like... Downstairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but they moved played, it to a different place. Because they, they, like, changed it for a while. They were closed for a while? Dark Closed for a, for a little bit. Yeah. That place so, is great. Amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Super nice, like... Love it, and we always yeah. sell out there. Awesome. Things. Awesome. We'll have a wonderful so time at those things. Good. And then we're doing, like, four theaters in a row in the middle of October. What cities? We've got uh, Kent Stage in Kent, Ohio, which is right outside of right. Cleveland. Yeah. And then we're doing yeah. Turner Hall in Milwaukee with... Yeah. With Brody Stevens and Nikki Glazer, they're on the oh, show. They're that'll be amazing. Us. And then the next night we're in Cincinnati at, Ta- at the Taft Theater, and then the next night we're at the Varsity Theater in Minneapolis. Well, go see the Slurs, is yeah. what I'm saying to people on this podcast, because yeah. you guys are amazing. Yeah, you should definitely see them. Awesome. Thank you for checking. Guys, the best. Jason, Randy, Slur, guys, get up for them one more time. Oh, and in fact, keep it going wherever you saw tonight. That is our show. That was a great show. That was a great show. We are here every Tuesday night. That's Rio Butcher. That's Cameron Espinosa. Thank you guys so much for coming out. Have a, a great rest of your night. Put Thank your you. hands together. Put your 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 hands together. Get ready to laugh. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Hey, this
This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Fake nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Ah, uh, yes. I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. Ah! Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season 3 of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.